Do you ever wonder, dear mother and father, what kind of toothpaste angels use in heaven? I will tell you. We use baking soda sprinkled on our toothbrushes. It tastes salty, which comes as no surprise because baking soda is a kind of salt known as sodium bicarbonate. You never wonder about toothpaste in heaven, do you? After all, you are agnostic. But even believers seldom ponder the nitty-gritty of their afterlife. Thinking of heaven, they imagine simply a feeling of love and a sense of peace. They do not consider whether the pineapple they eat here will be fresh or come from a can. We actually receive both kinds, though certainly more canned than fresh. This book I am writing to you about my afterlife will be your nitty-gritty. One day I hope to discover a way to deliver my story to you. As you know, I died in front of my locker at Helen Keller Junior High on September 7, 1979, which was exactly one month ago today. Before I died, I had been reciting the 106 elements from the periodic table. My locker number, number 106, had inspired me, and my goal was to memorize all the elements in chronological order. However, when I reached number 78, Platinum, P.T., Jermaine Tucker interrupted by smacking me on the head. What the hell you doing, boo? he said. I told you once that my classmates called me boo on account of my ghostly pale skin and my staticky whitish blonde hair that stands on end. Some of them considered me an albino, but of course I am not. A true albino has dark red or almost purplish eyes, whereas mine are light blue. Boo, how ironic, you might say, because now our son is a ghost. You would be mistaken, of course, because this is not true irony. Irony would be if Jermaine Tucker had said, Wow, Boo, I truly respect and admire you for memorizing the periodic table. Respect and admiration are the opposite of the feelings I aroused in Jermaine and, for that matter, in most of my classmates. Did you realize I was a pariah? If you did not, I am sorry I never made this clear, but I did not want you fretting about something you could in no way control. You already worried enough about the inoperable hole in my heart and had long warned me about straining my heart muscles. Germain walked off to class, and I continued undeterred with my count as scientists Richard Dawkins and Jane Goodall watched me from the photographs I had taped to the back of my locker door. For the first time ever, I reached number 106, Seaborgium, S.G., without stealing a peek at the periodic table hung below the photos of Richard and Jane. My feat of memorization, however, must have overexcited my heart, because I immediately fainted to the floor. I could say I gave up the ghost, especially in light of my nickname, but I dislike euphemism. I prefer to say the truth simply and plainly. The plain and simple truth, my heart stopped, and I died. How much time passed between my heart's final chug in the school hallway and my eyes opening in the hereafter, I cannot say. After all, who knows which time zone heaven is in. But as I glanced around the room where I found myself, I certainly did not see the cliched image of heaven. No white-robed angels with kind smiles gliding out of a bank of clouds and singing in dulcet tones. Instead, 
I saw a black girl snoring as she slept in a high back swivel chair, a book at her feet. I immediately knew I was dead. My first clue, I saw the girl perfectly, even though I was not wearing my eyeglasses. I even saw the title of her book, Brown Girl, Brownstones. Indeed, I saw everything around me with great clarity. The girl wore blue jeans and a t-shirt with a decal of a litter of Angora kittens. Colorful beads dangled from the ends of her cornrows, and they reminded me of the abacus you gave me when I was five years old.